my spidey senses tingling. Millionaire, the Paperfake Podcast, episode seventy-one. Welcome to the show, Papercake seventy-one. Whoever thought we'd come this far? Uh, we talk about industry news on the show, the four of us, and we'll uh, talk about our books that we read this week. We also do a book club. This week's book club, Mr. Bob Kirkman, Corey Walker, the both of them are invincible. Can you clap? Uh, Super easily. And uh, that's the format of the show. I talked about letters this week. Uh, let's go around the room. You know, this is this is your first time listening to the show. You picked the best time ever. That's right. That's right. New show format. Second attempt. Second attempt last week. Let's be honest. A disaster. <laughs> Worst <laughs> mitigated disaster. It was a fire Worst podcast. From uh, so we. Uh, this is the show where we talk about the books. Meltcast is rolling over in its grave. So we'll be there soon. Uh, let's talk about who's in the room right now with us. To my left, he is the most famous Willow Grove unpublished writer like that, I've, that I've ever met. Jonesy loves beer. Thank you, of course, for having me back to the Haunted Party Mansion, uh, where it's shower time after the show, apparently, because <laughs> it is 91 degrees in my heart, it's the heat is on right now. Ninety six in your heart. Mm-hmm. He'd be dead otherwise. That's, that's doctor. I'll talk. be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, to his left, he is the glue to paper keg right now. My choice. <laughs> uh, thanks for being here, VP of merch, podcast bad boy. Uh, phenom. You've been called a phenom. I have. Based on the short-lived television series of Judith Light, Phenom. Dale underscore A on the Twitter. Thanks for coming back to us. It is good to be back, gentlemen. I am uh, so glad I brought some sweet, sweet shorts to change into when I got here this you afternoon. Have a second pair? So when you go home? I'm just going to take them off on the drive home. Just going to maybe put them on the antenna so they dry out. Episode 71. I'm. Uh, thanks for having me again. Thanks, Beth. Thank you for hosting. No uh, problem. To my right, spoilers. Beth, thanks for ruining the intro. <laughs> uh, returning to the show from Lemire Keg Two, two weeks ago. It was so good that we we asked you to, to record at this place again. I'm just that awesome. Alleged. You are alleged. No, it's it's proven. B underscore court on the Twitter. Thanks for having me back. Remember the dark days when you didn't have Twitter? Yeah. The and dark I judged days. you for having Twitter. You judged me for everything. I still do. And I had a podcast. Judged you for that, too. Now you're on it. Sucker. 
My, how the mighty have fallen. Have you have you recovered from Lemire Keg too? Where we talked about underwater welder, you can get an iTunes free. Yeah, I I, I teared up a little. Yeah. Jonesy called me out. Yeah, yeah. Was for, for crying. That's okay. Oh, you to take the attention off of myself. Also crying. <laughs> <laughs> Beth, are you crying right now? Stop the show. <laughs> Are you crying right now? Oh, God. Just so <laughs> What's happening? Uh, that's why I stopped crying on the show, because I was taunted into crying by right. Jonesy. I had to stop. <laughs> now I'm an emotionless wreck. And then letting people know. Yeah. And uh, licking your tears. Remember when I started licking your tears? It's, <laughs> it's passe for me to get emotional on the show. Right. Uh, what's happening in the world of news? Well, let me tell you about this. Newsman. The Lord and Savior... New Testament style, Jossus Christ. Nathan, I thought you were going to say Nathan Fillion. Our Jossus Christ, related to Nathan, Nathan Fillion, six disciple. degrees. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, Saint Peter. He's like Saint John the Baptist. Let me just tell you, Joss Whedon, Avengers two, news. Uh, it's happening in the year twenty twenty. Right? Is that when it's happening? Probably yes. I don't know when that's happening. Um, it well. In the future couple of weeks, you may know when it's happening. This is obviously recorded we three weeks ago. Right, we recorded this in like July. Uh, breaking right We're now. ahead of the game. He right. is going to be directing Avengers 2, which is great because we know he he can uh, put out a, a, a trusted product. In Jossus, we trust. Except for that Firefly business. Shut it down. Right? Nobody likes that. Can I we fire him I from the podcast? Nathan Fillion. I fell what asleep watching the first episode of that, and I haven't <laughs> looked back since. Brown Why coats, red here? coats, Paul Smith. <laughs> I don't. I don't watch Firefly. I got time space cowboys. How Han- can you not like space and cowboys put together? Han Solo, just not. It's like Han Solo clone. Let's just do a show around Han Solo and not call him Han Solo. Get out of here. Get out of here. This stuff. Fillion. How about that? What's that business he did with uh, that dude? Really? Doogie, H- Doogie Hauser. What's that? Uh, Doctor Dr. Horrible. What's that all about? I see. P- I see. P- I see. Like they're recording something new. They have his own series now. Oh yeah. You know what? That's the other thing. I didn't want anything to do with. I don't know what this Doctor Horrible is, but I think I don't know. The CW's picking it up. Who knows what they're going on? Oh, that's Get it not going to be good. But the nerd world is just nerd world just oh, bees it up. They're just crossing swords all over the place. They do. They're streaming it up, crossing them. Yep. Jenzy, what are your thoughts on uh, Doctor Horrible and Firefly? Uh, I saw every episode of Firefly in the movie. Oh, God. Um, I am not one of those crazy fans. Like, I don't know if you know, but, like, they, uh, the fans will tweet Jossus on occasion and say, we're still flying out here, Joss. Still flying out here. Um, I'm not that crazy. I do think it was enjoyable, and I think it could have only gotten better had it gotten renewed. It was kind of hitting its stride when it got canceled. Um, how about, but, do, how about it, Dollhouse? But Dollhouse, never seen it. Dollhouse is terrible. But we're six years from the end of Firefly, and I love Castle, and it is what it is. So and Buffy, was everybody just beautiful. relax. Is Castle still going on? Yeah, yeah. Third, uh, fourth or fifth season. They finally to. got together. I just have this vision of Nathan Fillion just being unemployed, and like Firefly fans just like pay people him just with pay their him. love. Yeah, you know what the appeal of Nathan Fillion is? I think to the masses, as opposed to. John Hamm, who everybody loves because he's this great, sharp-looking guy from the 60s. Nathan Villain is really just like one of us, a schlep who got lucky and failed upward. <laughs> so we all really want to be him. That's actually a good analogy, I, I like think, it. failing upward. Yeah. yeah. 
He was on a bunch of shows that got canceled, and he just rode the storm till he got a. He's probably a really to, nice uh, guy. I sure. Mean, but actually, uh, if you want to like Nathan Philly, and if you want to really finally like him, go Google the the show that uh, Tim Daly's son is doing. They're all like YouTube shorts about his relationship with Tim Daly, his dad. And there's an episode where Tim Daly has stolen a Superman costume and is reenacting Superman the Animated Series episodes in his bedroom with a locked door. So say, I think his name's Sam Daly, calls Nathan Fillion, who's good friends with Tim Daly in real life. And he comes over and Nathan's like, it's okay, I know how to handle this. And Nathan's like taking like the watch out of his... And the wallet out of his jeans and like takes his belt off. He's like, it's okay. I'm going to handle this, Sam. I'll get your dad back. Cut 20 minutes later. Nathan's got his Green Lantern outfit on. <laughs> and they're like pretending to fly on the bed and like shoot Green Lantern bursts. It's it's pretty funny. Green Lantern bursts. I didn't do it justice. Uh, justice. Justice. Or justice. Justice. <laughs> and the, so, the coddling nature of me. I, I didn't mean to make fun of Firefly the way I did. It's okay. Don't backtrack. I, Dale, stay I will probably strong. Watch it. I'll probably watch it at some point. Oh, jeez. It's worth it. Anything else in the world of news? Absolutely. News. Something. Greg Land. Is that one of the or? hottest artists in comics right now? Got a new one going coming up. Iron Man. <laughs> Greg Land. Kieran Gillen. Looking to do what he did on Uncanny Crap Men <laughs> to the Iron Man series. Kieran Gillen. Think the first issue he's going to have Iron Man do something badass and then give like some kooky one-liner. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. At the bottom panel. Get no, out of here. Get no, out of here. No doubt in my mind. I heard Mystery Journey into Mystery is like one of the greatest things ever made, though. Uh, he writes yeah, that. I, I actually heard that too, and I—that's like something you want to talk about. Something that would need a number one or something. I have no idea what that's all about. I know it's—is it a Thor book? It's in like is issue it, eight million. Yeah, that is like way has me overwhelmed. I don't even want to know. I know Thor first appeared in Journey into Mystery, right? Back fact. in the sixties, fact. But I don't know if it's a Thor-centric book. Loki, kid Loki, is in it. Beth Corto, you read that? Girl Loki for a while? Nope. Speaking of the Thor, the new Thor book, God of Thunder, Jason Aaron, Esad Ribic, up on there. You got to pick it up? Esad did those, the is covers, Jason right, Aaron for the Wolverine. Your hate of Thor? No. Esad really? Ribic is pretty good, though. He did the Wolverine covers, right? What What did he do? He did the House of M covers. Yeah. He did the Ultimate Comics Ultimates, first couple issues. I think I like his covers. I don't know if I can see him doing entire pages, though. It's, I don't know if that's... It's pretty good. Is it pretty, pretty good? Hmm. Still Thor. Nobody Nobody cares about him. Yeah. Nobody gives ass. Except for Jonesy and that... What was the one arc that you always Dan talk Jergen's about? Dan Jurgen's World. Is that in the app? Jurgen's uh, Son. I don't know if it is in the app. It begins with the death of Odin and, and ends with the... Drink, uh, drink, drink. <laughs> Every <laughs> Thor story begins with the death of Odin or him. <laughs> and it, and the ends with gods on earth. It's pretty great. Pretty great. I think it was called Gorgon Schmorgen Forben Blurben Forben racist. From the Jürgen Fjords. <laughs> Let's uh, get into the comic talk. Sorry about Enough that. news. Enough hot top. Dale, as yeah. always, thanks for keeping us in the loop in the world of breaking news. Rather Absolutely. underscore A. Uh, Beth Corto, 
You are in the running to replace Mark as permanent host of the show. I already have. There you go. It's probably true. <laughs> yes. There's no guarantee Enjoy Mark will R. be R. here uh, for the next round of episodes. Welcome to new permanent host. Woohoo. Do you feel excited? We don't pay, so you're still unemployed. Is there health insurance? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what uh what are you reading right now? I finally picked up the first Walking Dead. What? Walking Dead number one? Number one. Wow. You picked you bought it, the single issue? No, it was free on oh. the comicsology app. There you go. <laughs> I'll read anything that's free. She's unemployed. That sucker's going for like two hundred, three hundred dollars. In print, um, yeah. Print. It was uh I mean it's been talked about for how many years now that many. I finally bit the bullet. I also think a lot about zombie apocalypses, so I figured I should get some backstory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The life of the unemployed. I would just like to say, the elevator would not work in the hospital. I was so annoyed at the stupid idea that there was power after weeks passed from a zombie apocalypse. Backup generator. No. Yeah. No. There's like a little cart in the back of the hospital running still on on like fumes. Hospitals are equipped when to do that. When there's nobody staffing the hospital except for a bunch of zombies chilling in a cafeteria, there is no way that that elevator would still be working. Disagree. Solar powered. I'm just saying. You got to you got to work what? on But what about continuity? Oh, I mean it was I liked else. it Come on. to begin with, but I just got really distracted by the fact that the elevator was working. So are you going to stick with it? Are you possibly going to pay for a comic book? I don't know. <laughs> are you going to hire me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to, to, on the show, you're already hired. Woohoo! So we unfortunately... Uh, ooh. There's a lot of things I'm going to do when I get a job. Mm. Like pay my rent? No, probably not. You'll be living on the streets. <laughs> Pretty Podcasting soon. for cash. Pretty soon. You and Mark can start your own podcast. Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Ivory and Ivory. <laughs> good, l- good luck scheduling that thing. <laughs> oh, Walking Lord. Dead. I suggest you get issue number two. You know, we just had a sale on every issue for 99 cents. Okay. Wh- what are you doing with your life? You could have you bought a few of them. crossword puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> let's stop talking to Beth for a little bit. Oh. And let's move on to Bad Boy. Of the podcast champ. world. By choice. By choice. Dale underscore A. Oh, boy. You ready for this? Ready for my pick? What are you reading right now? National Comics Eternity. Number one. One shot. Who wrote this? Our boy. Uh, Collectively, we uh, read another piece of his. A couple pieces. Jeff Lemire. The Lemire Stro. It's a DC book. It's a one shot. Uh, I don't think it's new 52 continuity. It's just, it is what it is. Apparently, th- in the DC universe, Mark, you could confirm. Oh, wait. Um, <laughs> Kid Eternity is somebody. I don't know. Um, so going into this way blind, uh, Jeff Lemire, Cully Hamner, Derek Donovan, uh, Christopher Freeman is a kid. Not a kid. He's like 18, 19 maybe now. He uh, briefly was a previous year ago, he was shot when his dad was father getting gunned down. And for a a brief moment, he died, but he was revived. But when he came back, uh, he had a gift, if you will. Um, Herpes. 
Christopher Freeman uh, performs autopsies in the uh, police morgue by day. That's his job. And he helps uh, solve crimes, obviously, with, you know, with the medical examiner's tools. Uh, but when behind closed doors, what he can do is <clears throat> if he lays next to the victim, the dead person, uh, he can basically travel into this supernatural, like, hell holding area for the recently deceased. Purgatory. It's a purgatory type thing, right? Lost. Um, and out of the uh, pool of people sitting there, he uh, finds the person he's looking for, which is the dead person on his table, yanks him back to uh, Earth in ghost format, if you will, ghost form, and he helps, he gets to the first person uh, story of uh, how they were murdered. And um, it takes a, a twist in this because the person... The gentleman, he is trying to help figure out how he was murdered. Turns out this guy wasn't a very nice guy. No. Nice guy at all. No. Sounds like Pushing Daisies. Remember that show? I do. That yeah. was awesome. Anything like Weeds? I remember Weeds. We're done here. Um, so, not a nice guy. He reveals himself to be uh, a bit of the rapists. Oh, uh, And he was shot attempting to physically assault a woman. And um, the woman is so uh, beating herself up over it because she killed somebody that uh, she almost commits suicide herself. But through the uh, tracking this woman down through this beasted of a bad dead guy, uh, he was able to save her life. Um and that's that. It's it a one shot. It's a pretty dark book. It was a, it like. was a dark book. Um, very pushing daisies. Very ghost whisperer kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you recommend it? Because it's a one shot, and I, Coley Hamner's art is actually really good in it. But if it was ongoing, I wouldn't pick up issue two. Mm. I don't know if this National Comics. I think that's what DC used to be, like back in the thirties or something. Really. Um, I think, based on nothing. My dad used to read Kid Eternity. Did he? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's cool. Um, I don't know if this is uh, something History. like a, a little subsection of DC that they're trying to gonna start doing these National Comics books or something. But um, check it out. It's worth it, worth it for the one issue that they Kid had. Eternity. Who knew? Jonesy loves beer. The Amazing Spider-Man. Issue 690. But really, this could be applied to the last couple issues, or 691, I believe. The Return of the Lizard. You've been following this, Slim? No. Kirk Connors is back. After the event of Ends of the Earth, uh, Spider-Man is out to fix all his mistakes. You know, he sees himself as a failure uh, because his technology was used by Octavius to do his... Uh, sun mirror thing that he had in Enzi the Earth. Mm-hmm. So he hunts down the lizard who he sees as one of his greatest failures. And uh, the team at Horizon is able to bag him with the help of Michael Morbius. And they are able to reverse the transformation and the lizard is gone. And Dr. Kirk Connors is back and he has both arms. Good for him. Except that he is still possessed by the brain of the lizard. 
He's back as Kirk Connors in the flesh only. 690, I think, is a perfect episode to review because he finally deals with the guilt of eating his own son, more or less. Good. And uh, he's constantly cutting off his own arm, which keeps growing back, much to his chagrin. And he's experimenting with other people at Horizon Labs to get the lizard formula to work. But he also does stuff like listens to music for the first time and has a conversation with somebody and gets told a joke. And like his mammal brain, as he puts it, starts to reassert itself. At the end of the issue, he stands there with a syringe. And this is the definitive formula that will make him the lizard forever. There's going to be no coming back from this. And he finally asked, but do I really want it anymore to be continued? I read the first issue of this, and I was really disturbed by uh, Morbius keeping the this, this son's remains in, like, the icebox, and then they showed it, and yeah. it was just, like, jumbled flesh. Like, it was really odd-looking. Like, why would they put that in the comic? It's almost like they were trying to show it but not trying to show it, so that it just ended up being this... Ugly thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was really gross. Because... Yeah, I don't know if they could because they couldn't show a dead boy's remains. It was like they or, should have like had Jansen ink over like the shadows some more or something. It, it just looked like just to have it implied that he was there. It was like the face was there, but it was like someone dropped dropped an anvil on his head, and it was just like jumbled skin. It was really gross. Yeah, um, I'm I'm enjoying the arc so far. It's cool that uh, he was he got he's gotten so confused because he's he's hiding all of the scientists that he's experimented on and uh carly cooper spidey peter's ex uh is in charge of babysitting the good doctor um he's getting so jumbled it's almost like the uh i got like a noises off vibe if you ever saw the play or the uh yeah. but he's like so confused he like chops off the wrong arm at some point because he's just trying to keep up with everything and carly cooper's like don't it <laughs> Isn't it your right arm? Isn't your right arm that should be missing or something like that? So uh, he starts losing his mind, and Spider-Man just gets into the uh, Horizon Labs before it's uh, completely sealed off to the public so he can start kicking A. I'll tell you what, the only thing I'm not enjoying about this whole thing is the Madam Web B-plot. I could, I could take it or leave it. Yeah, I don't. Um, I obviously that's probably going to fact. I have a feeling that's going to have something to do with issue 700, but there's really no reason for that she even not. needs to be there. It's kind of a catch-all, too, like a, a save-me, because he would have never went back to Horizon Labs if she didn't go. Right. Um, so that was like a plot device. You know, Maybe her and the Lizard are going to get together. Could happen. You know, hook up. Fiction-aughts. Really? You heard about this? Seen this? <clears throat> I have heard about this. Don't lie. Like astronauts of fiction? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, you scared? It's a... Uh, it's like a picture of a 1960s TV show where uh, these scientists go into fiction and uh, fix anomalies. So, like the first issue, there's they're in they're inside of Moby Dick, and uh, he's about to actually kill the whale. So they need to freeze what's happening in Moby Dick and correct you know where his uh, harpoon is going to hit the whale. So that the story can continue as it's supposed to. Oh, wow. So they jump into different oh like story <laughs> storylines, um, and try to correct correct things so that they go the proper direction. Um, 
it's really campy. There's like a scene where they introduce the characters and you can kind of hear it in like these over the top, like, and here's Johnny Z. And he's like, he's the, he's the man that they all, they, all the men admire and the women are in love with. And he's like this huge bulking mass. And they have, they have like the scientist and this uh, attractive woman is on the team. And then there's a character from a Charles Dickens novel that has come out of the story and is a part of the team, and the kid is, like, dressed up in, like, these homeless kid clothes, and he just doesn't, like, fit at all on the team. Um, it's really off the wall. Like, I had never even heard of it. I saw this title, and it was interesting, so I downloaded Hickman. it. Hickman? It's not, I, we're not a member of Hickmania for this title. Mm-hmm. Um, I still haven't got Hickman antibodies yet. <laughs> the, uh, they, they go to their HQ in the one part of the scene, and... There's a character that looks just like uh, Rod Serling uh, in their HQ, and they talk to him saying how the Twilight Zone is actually the characters in it. You know, it's their real life, but they show the show as like to viewers as a, as a TV show, but it's actually just this real recorded documentation of real life situations for these characters. Wow, um, that's cool. It's it's like a it's like a it reminds me of Planetary and kind of like the weird storylines that they address like really off the wall sci-fi adventure um it's really good i recommend it to check that out enjoyable fiction arts oh my god oh my god lightning round we're running out of tape it's electric i'm not sure if you're aware boogie woogie two sentences or less beth super fan court though what are you reading right now i started Complex from Alterna Comics, also free on the app, (laughs) (laughs) Um, by Michael Malkin. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone just interviewed him. I did not. (laughs) (laughs) I could get into it. It's very strange. Science meets doomy small town suburbia meets government conspiracy period i like that the the quote on the back of the book could be beth corto i could get into it (laughs) (laughs) that would be the pull quote for the book my opinion is worth something your time is up it's over rachel rising number nine oh god terry moore's got me going on this crazy ride and I can't get off. And then the little girl reveals herself to be an aged demon with horn heads. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> the Green Lantern. Issue number 11. The misadventures of Thelmestro and Halloween's Jordan continue i wish they would make themselves a construct car and drive off that cliff (laughs) classic double barrel number three dollar 99 for 100 pages of comics best bang for your buck in the app and sends sentence number two (laughs) go read heck uh comments in that sentence (laughs) Most enjoyable p- 
heart of this book is that it gives you the date inside the comic of when the next issue comes out. Oh, yeah. Semicolon, what other comics do that? Blew that. Hyphen, none. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Bob Kirkman and Corey Walker's Invincible. Are you in a big club? Yeah. Volume one. A classic. You know? This is what started it all. Talk about Right? Um, Jonesy loves beer. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, son. Your mood has really changed over the course of these three weeks. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> okay. Um, what's what's this book all about? Invincible. Take the trope of a 16-year-old boy in high school and give him superpowers. Uh, it's the story of... Uh, Mark Grayson, the son of the world's most famous and greatest superhero, Omni-Man, wakes up one week, and he's getting his dad's powers, y'all. So he starts breaking out of the mold of a typical, typical teenager and growing into the image of his father. He wants to be the next Omni-Man. He comes up with the identity of Invincible, uh, a new superhero. He goes and he gets uh, himself a very iconic in his own mind costume. And he, uh, he starts making his own way. Yeah, he, he joins up with a uh, young teen team. I believe it's called the Teen Team. Yeah. And uh, they have their first adventure. And peppered in there in the story of Mark is the side story of his father and some great um, okay. side quest moments. I did. I lost my voice for a second. That will set you up for many, many volumes to come. You crying right now? I am. <laughs> don't let don't me, stop let me lick the your show. Tears. Just, let, just let it happen. Just let it happen. <laughs> and um, I, I don't know. It, it, this is the first volume of one of the most incredible superhero sagas you will ever read. And um, looking back at it with fresh eyes, it still holds up. Even if this volume had just been the first four issues and it ended at issue four, you would get a perfectly encapsulated story that has a beginning and an end. Uh, Invincible Volume 1, Family Matters, digital trade available, Comicsology. You owe it to yourself to read it. guess we don't even need to do this segment anymore. Jonesy just wrapped it up for us. See a little package. Well, I have to go cry in the next room. I, I, don't, I don't remember. I don't know. what. There's just so much stuff that's happened since this volume that it was like this is so bare and clean and... And not used, what you're used to when you're reading yeah, it. Yeah, I remember issue. so much drama now in the main title. They're almost at issue 100, but this is... I almost totally forgot that it was like about a father and son superhero like gaining powers and just becoming a superhero and all this stuff. Um, I guess maybe it's weird because there's so many image titles now that are like creator-owned and they experiment with superheroes and all this other stuff, but it was just like, I don't remember any of this stuff being a part of the title almost, you know? Yeah. Um, Great. It's a four-issue, like, what a great way to get you into a new book, just a four-issue arc and uh it just takes the genre and just makes it fresh for you like 
Um, the family, it's cool how the family is like okay with Omni-Man. He's a superhero. His son knows it. His wife knows it. And uh, he sometimes he's going to be gone for months at a time because he's probably in a lot of trouble. But he's Omni-Man. He's going to get through it. Is it a parallel universe starting a rebellion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and when he's working out like Burger Town, Mark Grease, and, and uh, when he first realizes he has his dad's, he's getting power, and he like goes to throw a trash bag in a trash can, and he like throws the trash bag up in the air. Hilarious moment! And he's like, "Finally, it's here!" Like you don't expect that to happen. Like, mm-hmm. and then you and then a flashback to where Omni Man is telling Mark, he's like, "Look, you're probably going to be getting some of my powers soon." Uh, you know, you're going to be going through some changes. So it's cool that all this time he's been waiting to inherit these powers. Mm-hmm. They have such, uh, this book has the, like some of the best deadpan moments like I've ever read in a comic book. Like he goes, uh, you know, uh, his mother asks him, uh, you know, Mark, how was your day? And he tells her about school and then he goes, Oh, and I think, uh, I'm finally getting powers. And she's like washing a dish, and then like the next panel, she's putting the dish in like the drying rack, and she's like, "That's nice, dear." <laughs> like yeah, it's, yeah. it's, I I just couldn't get over like how how much the title has changed. So you've only read the first four issues, Dale? No, I have like the first four or five trades, but I know I've only read like the first three. Hmm. So I and this just makes like gives me mucho regret that I'm not keeping up with it because I really should be. It's such a great series that uh, it, this is one of my all-time I forget that it's so good and I don't I don't keep up with it like I should. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think this would be like this I, I should be keeping up with like I do Spider-Man because um, it, it's that good. I just don't and one of these days I'll get into it. You're silly. To catch up. And what, I have a kid and another kid on the way and, uh, you know, everything river. else. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, yeah, one of the things I like, I like most about it is the um, continuity is so fresh. I mean, the book's only been out a couple of years. Like, I can, I'm an invincible genealogist. You know right. what I mean? Like, I know everything about Invincible. I mean, I can't fact check like uh, the other ex-host ever could. But um, it's crazy to feel like I'm an invincible guy, you know, or not. You know what I mean? Like the title, yeah. And uh, like, so I feel on par with people who have followed Spider-Man for like 40 years. Like this is my Spider-Man, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you could people can go to you and you could tell them with confidence. Yeah, what's Beth, happening, Beth Corto? How far are you into the series? I made it to 64 but that was a couple of years ago so this was was that the debut with the new costume 64 i was that mm-hmm. number ring a bell <laughs> she I doesn't remember what happened in the first volume <laughs> <laughs> um but going going back and um rereading it with some idea of what would come next with just kind of like the vague picture of what was the future for invincible and for um, omni man and everything was it was definitely interesting to see the beginning again. Um, one of the things that I like too, a lot of times with superhero trades, it's a little intimidating to get into if you're not going to commit to reading absolutely everything you can get your hands on, every possible parallel universe trade that's mm-hmm. out there. 
And with Invincible, you can start at the beginning and there's no backstory that you need to get caught up on because they take you right through it, which I really appreciate it as a reader that I don't always keep up with things. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fun to read. Like they, they keep the humor of being a 16 year old and all of the stupid hijinks that teenagers are capable of, which is also fun to look back on. Um, yeah. Cause you're like 30 now, right? Aren't you like 30? <laughs> Shut up. Slim's got a cane. <laughs> like, doubled over. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. When I first started getting back into comics with Day Tripper, um, uh, Invincible, true story. Day Tripper and then Invincible were my first kind of stepping stones back into what's out there, what's available. And I think it's probably why I'm more apt to read something that's from an indie publisher or something mm-hmm. that has no backstory yeah because if it's easy to get into invincible at the beginning there's just like trade number one and all the all the volumes are numbered you almost can't do that with spider-man you know, he's almost at issue 700 yeah they so, have to subtitle everything yeah like the most recent one they they kind of subtitle spider-man big time volume one and right. it's like they were big jumping on point in the last few years what would the volume numbers even be if they kept like the invincible numbering up it'd be silliness it's, it's hard it's hard to jump into the superhero stuff yeah and and it's it's also this is like i don't know on par with like ultimate spider-man where it's just like super relevant nowadays i mm-hmm. mean the fact that the high school is named like reginald vell johnson high school is just <laughs> like <laughs> it just make you chuckle and it, and it make anybody relevant and and who knows anything about like you know who Reginald Felt Johnson is, who's yeah. the family, which is funny because Family Matters is the name of the uh, arc and the first volume. So um, it's just a lot of updated and a, and, a pl- and a great place to jump on because it's up so updated. And it is really kind of written for our guys' age. It, how old is Bob Kirkman? He's got to be early thirties, maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. So the stuff we grew up watching is the stuff he grew up watching so whereas someone who's much younger probably wouldn't get all the nods and someone who's a a seasoned reader might not get all the nods but it really kind of feels like it's up our alley right exactly i i almost wish we had we had read the first two trades what's the what volume do they reveal um i guess we can i'm not sure how many people read invisible but they revealed the father is from a different planet you know, he's kind of like super a Superman character, and he's from a different planet where they have reached like their physical and mental peak, and they are. And he explains that they're sent out to other solar systems to bring those planets also to the height of what they can be. That's volume one. Yeah. That's well, I mean, volume. so I think the second volume is where it's revealed that. I they're think not the third volume. Third volume, yeah. Where he reveals that it's, or you find out that it's actually not the case where they they're sent to other planets to help. They're sent to other planets to kind of, you know, take over and, and see if conquer. they're work. Yeah, see if that planet is you know some one that they should take over and eliminate. Um, and I think the I I'm not sure if it's Corey, Corey Walker or Ryan Otley that draws the Otley Otley draws the yeah. scene where he one by one single handedly 
you know, it's his time to to reveal himself. Um, where he like dist- he kills like the members of their JLA. Yeah, the Guardians of the Globe. Yeah, and I think uh, does he be? I think he beheads. Is it Hercules? Yeah, it's pretty oh amazing. Oh my god, so great! That's when like the the series really starts to get bloody and violent, mm-hmm. and it was just amazing. The whole Viltrumite War too. Um, if we're gonna go ahead and jump, move them by the head, uh, is just phenomenal. That's where the 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 story is. The Viltrumites do roam the galaxy because. They've spread themselves so thin by going out and conquered, and they how they have superpowers is basically an extreme version of survival of the fittest. They killed one another until only the top members of society were left alive. So they kind of bred themselves to have abilities, and because they've had that, only a Viltrumite can mate with a Viltrumite mentality, and they have to be the best of the best. I think their population is very low, like in the low hundreds. Like there's not a lot of them left. So the special mission that his father was on to go find uh, basically breeding material. And you learn that the earthlings are like a 96%. I don't know. I mean, it's there's the numbers in the books, but a very close match to Viltrumites, which is why Mark is so mm-hmm. close to the Viltrumites in power. Mm-hmm. It's in the, this book jumps all the sharks. It gives Mark a little brother, like a kid Omni-Man. Like it, there's so much that happens that like, what happened in a normal comic book changes the costumes, right? It changes, co- but it happens here, and he just makes it work. Mm-hmm. There was, a, I'm trying to remember. There was a few issues that are like really fantastic. The one that sticks out was when there was a guy, um, the I think it was his name was Livewire, the guy with like the electric. Oh my god! And he yeah. he like holds up this one building, and his wife and son are there. Do you remember why he was doing it? Yeah, he Invincible had uh, had a battle during the first fight with his father, and the majority of the city had been destroyed. So Livewire thought that superheroes and Invincible in general needed to pay, needed to step out of the limelight. So he created the fa- a false villain in order to you know change the media's opinion against Invincible. But he like always thought himself was a good guy, and he was trying to you know bring the fight against them. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Also, are we, later, are we talking about the same? The one that he kidnapped has, his own wife and son. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then, well, what happens is he tries to confront Invincible, and it totally backfires, and he ends up like electrifying and killing his wife and son in the yeah. process. <laughs> Where it was just like the worst thing ever that I've ever read, and that was like one of the few. Th- there was a few times in the series where like I yelled out Kirkman like in exclamation points. Kirkman and like so he he's trying to do the right. In my remembrance of the story, he tries to do the right thing, and then his powers backfire, and he like totally toasts his wife and like toddler child, and like he turns around terrible. and like sees them like smoldering, and it's just like this awful scene. There's a few. There's a few points of the series that are like that, but. That's a. There's also in in later issues. I want to say the late seventies where the dinosaur Di- character. I think it's just dinosaurus. Dinosaurus. Um, he's like a super genius, and he basically deletes Vegas from the planet, like turns it back to just sand, mm-hmm. and all those people die and the city's gone. And, uh, like, the argument is, like, Invincible, you don't understand. The world is in ruins. By removing the city, it would have brought the planet together. 
they would have rebuilt. It would have been a fresh start for the world and economy. What he did, he, he I think he like vaporized the right. city so that it turned the sand into glass. Right, it right. was like almost pure glass, and then he he used that area, I think, to create like a solar panel uh, that would give the world like free energy yeah, field. So he was like creating like free energy for like you know the the surrounding ten states or whatever. Like it's not there's black there's, and white villains. Yeah. It's a lot of gray areas. I loved Invincible. Yeah, I still love it. I think maybe we should have picked more than one volume though. Not mm. a lot happens in this one. Dale fell asleep. It's, it's good refresher sleep. You just kind of catch spoiling the whole series, so nobody has to read it. <laughs> no, you're never going to pick it up anyway. So there's a few other, there's a few other deep dark stuff that happens with tell, Adam Eve. Tell me about it. And tell and uh, tell the whole world, Slim. No, nah, I don't want to do it. Adam Eve, it's good. She's looking pretty good lately. <laughs> <laughs> What's she going to do with all the junk? Uh, Invincible Volume One. Read it. Uh, do we have any rebuttals for the lightning round? I do. I think we did. No, rebuttal oh, short show. Hey. Short show. New format. This is it. I mean, this year we're living it. This is the sign off right now. <laughs> what do you think? Just better accept the inevitable, folks. What do you this think is, is going to happen? Uh, Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man seven hundred. You think the series going to end? And they're going to reboot with a new title? They can't. They run to. I think it, it'll be Dan Slott's swan song, though. I don't think he's going to be on the new Spider Man. I don't think so either. I don't think it's going to be called the Amazing Spider Man either. What things we call astonishing? Spider Man, just Spider Man. You think they're gonna go back? Oh man, I can't. adjectiveless. How can there not be an amazing in? Oh god, I want to Marvel. It's it. Marvel now, Dale. Just spectacular. Just, just get ready for it. You're silly. The uncanny Spider Man. Stupendous Spider Man. Why not? Sure. It's alliterative. Sure, you're fired from the show. Mark's coming back next show. Spoiled <sighs> again. <laughs> After what? the fireside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. What a show. What a show. Good show. Was it? Wincom? Wincom? I think this show... It's concise. ...broke into that column that's next to the win column. <laughs> it's parallel and, to it. And kicked right through the wall, Invincible style. And then Ryan Otley drew this show into that column. Mm. I am very confused by that column. It's, it's, it's cannot be named. We'll see everybody next week. For the Fireside Show. <laughs> It'll be okay, Dale. We'll get through this together. Uh, next week, we will announce uh, the next book club. It'll be more in-depth than Invincible Volume 1. Maybe. Mayhaps. Jonesy, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Beth Corto. Woohoo. Maybe uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see. Dale, we'll get through this together. No, we won't. <laughs> Uh, we'll see everybody next week.